this week's show, Chatham Chairman Kevin Hake tells us why there's no rush to find a replacement after the shock departure of Scott Lindsay. Uh, if you bring a new manager in, you've got to let him do it his own way, and that could potentially mean decimating you know, the, the, the players, the backroom team, and also the style as well, because it won't be you know, exactly the same. Steve King can't wait to get going. We hear from the deal head coach ahead of their opener against the Chats. You've got a playing first game of the season here. We're difficult to beat here. We're really looking forward to it. No one's going to expect us to win on the day, so suits us, really. And they've moved leagues and they fancy their chances. Beckenham and Town assistant boss Billy Wharton tells us all about the switch to the Combined Counties League. Uh, but we'd like to make it a one-year a one year challenge uh, and get up to where we... Um, we generally think we belong, really. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fifth season of your favourite silly football show. Yes, that's right. The Kent on League podcast is back. It's been just over a month since last season ended, but here we are again, refreshed and raring to go for a season that hopefully will actually get finished this time. Uh, it may be a new season, but there's no dramatic changes here at KNLP Towers. As you surely are aware by now, my name is John Phipps, B&B owner, former local sport journalist and all-round miserable git. And joining me now, as always, is the main man, Dave Athletic supporter, BBC Radio Kent commentator and genuine nice bloke. It's my good friend, Matt Gerrard. How the devil are you? And how was your birthday yesterday? Yeah, it was good, mate. Yeah, Um what we didn't do as I was working, so I didn't do too much. Didn't do really too much on your birthday anymore. But it was a nice, nice thing. I'm still going to eat me Colin the caterpillar cake. So I was so full up for what we had for dinner. We had a sort of a takeaway burger from the posh burger place in town, but we didn't have me um, Colin the caterpillar cake that my mum kindly got me. So I'll probably after we finish this, which may be an hour or so, a bit of late night chocolate uh, Colin the caterpillar cake. And I was thinking, is this going to be like? The difficult fifth, fifth season, a bit like Lost and things like that. Programs went downhill ra- rapidly after you'd watched it for the first four. I don't know if we've jumped the shark. Is that is that but, the question yeah, that you're as, asking me? As like the Fonz, yeah. So, well, well clearly we jumped the, the uh, shark the last two seasons when actually nothing, well, nothing actually ended, did it? We actually no, didn't get anywhere. Exactly. I mean, that last season, of all the teams we cover, only one team finished the season. I mean, that is astonishing. I mean, more teams finished at the previous season, technically. But, yeah, only one team actually finished the season. So, you know, hopefully this year it will be all football, 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 rather than virus, virus, virus that we're talking about on this show. Wait, well, we might as well carry on with that because uh, where do you think we're standing? Because cases went up, and I, which I had no idea why. Now cases are coming, idea, coming down. And I've got no idea why either. No, it's, it's... I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, obviously... I think I think and hope everyone is using their their sort of common sense. I've been saying for a long time we have to just kind of get on with our lives a little bit. Um, but the case numbers, yeah, they're concerning. But it's the hospitalisations and and the deaths which are the big ones we need to be looking at. You know, if people are getting the virus and it's and it's not causing serious in, illness or, or or fatalities, then is it that bad? I, I you know we're going to have to live with it at some point. We're going to have to deal with the fact that this virus is here so you know i think that the signs are encouraging at the moment everyone was saying you know it's going to be big 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 problems coming up when when so-called freedom day happens we've not had that they were saying it's going to be a big bounce after the european championship finals that hasn't happened so you know i think for now we've just got to crack on with it however what's going to happen in the winter is is the big question and interesting to see matt i don't know if you've seen that the uh, the scaffold who we're going to be talking a lot about uh, today on this week's show, there has been um, some contingency plans put in place for this season, so they will try and find a way of doing it. Uh, they're going to basically try and get everything done as possible. Um, seasons can start later later than, than planned, but they do want to have everything to be finished by the second week of May. They've also got an approach if 75% of fixtures are, are completed, they're going to use points per game. Very good. And they've also come up with an idea of alternative or supplementary competitions. So that at least at least this time, we're not going into this football season completely blind with a, with a oh, it'll be fine attitude. Well, the I mean, FA have actually looked and thought about it. Has this come from the FA? I take it the FA have said to these leagues, and we know how well done the scaffold is. They've sort of done it from there. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think you you said we've got to live with it, which is probably the right thing. I think the government wants us to live with it, and I think we probably will, unless there's a major lockdown again. I'm sure we we will soldier on um, with the season, with if we believe from there. So and let's hope it's going to be yeah a season because these clubs who've you know they deserve I think to 
complete an end of season really all the hard work they're doing and you know it's, so I think hopefully we can we can get on in a bit at least we're going to be starting on Saturday hopefully with a looking look which will be an exciting season I'm sure Absolutely. Well, as we start our fifth season, it's our 175th episode of the show, and I found some usual cheerful news to bring you related to that number. Uh, there's a documentary film called Paragraph 175, released in 2000, which chronicles the lives of several gay men and one lesbian who were persecuted by the Nazis. And uh, Flight 175 was the second of the two planes to fly into the World Trade Center on my mm. 20th birthday, uh, which is almost 20 years ago. Uh, according to the Bible, though, Abraham lived to be 175. That's some going, isn't it? Yeah, I did hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that is a, well, a quality knock, isn't it, from Abraham? So um, Unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's done well. He's done well. I mean, nobody's come anywhere near him since. No, so, uh, unbelievable. Really a better man than the rest of the four billion people who've lived since, or even more since then. Mm, unbelievable, some might say, yeah. as it was in the Bible. Anyway, on with the show. <laughs> and it's almost a scaffold special this week, as, as that is the first league to get going. But as you will hear later on in the show, we're also going to be discussing another league that we've never mentioned other than in dispatches before, with a club making their debut on the show. But we start with the team regarded by many as the team to beat in the Scaffold Premier Division this season, Chatham Town. The project at Chatham is of no secret to many, but things took a bit of a turn last week when it was announced that manager Scott Lindsay had left the club and been offered a chance to return to the Football League, where he's become assistant manager at League Two Swindon Town. Chairman Kevin Hake has taken charge of the team alongside Carl Lahrerman. And as you'll hear over the next few minutes, there's no rush for that to change. But I started by asking Kevin Hake about Scott Lindsay's exit. Scott's done a great job. Um, it wasn't his fault for COVID, you know, that we, you know, we didn't get, you know, arguably the promotions that we, we were sought after. Um, it comes as a big shock, but look, he's gone as our blessing. We wouldn't, um, we wouldn't stand in any of our management or players way if an opportunity um, to work back in, you know, full-time league football came along. So it goes with our well, well wishes and um, we wish him all the best. I suppose it was one of those anyway, because when you appointed him, there were a lot of eyebrows raised and obviously he's had some awful stuff in his personal life as well. But he, he did a great job for you. Yeah, he did. Um, he, we've brought a brand of football in now that's, you know, um, now linked in the DNA throughout the whole of the club. And, um, you know, it was just a great experience, you know, for him to be his manager, you know, for us. It was nice to give him his, his first position and hopefully... He would have learned, you know, things from that that he can take um, back into the league. And, you know, we'll be looking out for Swindon's results. And um, fingers crossed they, they do as well as what we hopefully do. And obviously at the moment you are joint interim manager and chairman as well. Um, is that something you see happening long term? Um, look, for the time being, look, we're not looking to reinvent the wheel. Um, there's a successful football that's, that's worked. Um, Cole Lerman's got a great rapport with the lads. Um, on the training grounds and you know it's, it's days before the season starts so look we're not going to be rushed into any decisions um, on a new manager we, we was conscious of if you bring a new manager in you've got to let him do it his own way and that could potentially mean decimating you know the, the, the players the backroom team and also the style as well because it won't be you know exactly the same really as what as the DNA of the club actually, actually is so no we're not going to be rushed into any decisions but when the right candidate comes along and we'll obviously look to employ it. You've mentioned Carl there. He's He's got a wealth of experience, hasn't he? So he's, he's fantastic to have there. Yeah, look, you don't, you don't work under Arsene Wenger for, for 17 years, you know, if, if you haven't got something good about you. So um, he's, he's great, to, you know, to steady the ship. He's been a big part of what um, the revolution is, if you want to call it, um, underneath Scott. But he was a big part of that, you know, behind the scenes. Other people probably wouldn't, you know, have realised... Um, but he was a big part of that and, you know, he's got a good rapport with the players and um, the reaction from the players has, has just been fantastic. It was, you know, as I say, a shock to us all. But we've all sort of regrouped, you know, together and we're all, you know, proceeding as one. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it, it's a happy ship, which is good. Yeah, I think the tweet from Jack Evans summed it up the best, didn't it? How he made him fall back in, in love with football with, with Scott. And I think that's that's why it, it makes sense to me what you're saying about, you know, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel and, and just keep going as, as you are and try and maintain a bit of consistency, I suppose. Yeah, no, no, no completely. And um, look, Larry won't mind me saying it, but um, both him and myself don't really want the manager's job. But look, needs must, and this is what you've got to do, you know, to, to get your football club through sort of testing times. Um, it's certainly helped with Jack um, being a skipper as well. Um, and his love for the game and love for the club, you know, is, is clearly evident. And he's been great uniting the lads. You know, we've got some good senior players within the squad, 
you know, as well, um, as well as the youngsters coming through, which are the lifeblood of the club. Um, it's a real, um, it's a real good time to be at Chatham at the moment. And with your uh, joint interim managers head on, are, are you ready for Saturday? Yes, um, look, we've had uh, we've had two games um, like recently um, against sort of higher opposition where we put in some good performances. But look, we've all been involved in clubs that have had great pre-seasons and awful pre-seasons. But it doesn't really matter, you know. Now it's all all the work's in the, done in the tank. Just a light. Um, uh, going through on Thursday, and then look, we're ready for Saturday, and you know, then we've got you know Canterbury away Tuesday, and then FA Cup again Saturday. So look, the, the games come thick and fast for us. It's important um, to hit the ground running, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Um, it's um, look, we don't want to put unnecessarily um, pressure on ourselves um, that, that, that is unnecessary. And look, it's um, every game is going to be a tough battle. You know, whoever's playing, you know, there's. I don't think there's any easy fixtures. Everyone wants to beat everyone. Everyone's capable of beating everyone. So um, I think it's going to be one of the most exciting skiffle leagues in a long time, really. Uh, deal first up on Saturday. That's a, that's a tricky one to start, isn't it? It's never an easy place to go down to the Charles Ground. Never, never easy to go down there. What we do know is it's a lovely surface down there, which will, which will definitely suit us. And... Um, yeah, it's always a difficult place to go. I'm just pleased it's on a Saturday afternoon rather than a, than a Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening rather. I mean, obviously, with both your hats on, the, the ambition at Chatham is, is clear for everyone to see. Is it a case of this season is the season that you, you want to be going up or if it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world? How does it all look from from where you are at the moment? Um, yeah, look, John, we're looking to you know, build the infrastructure around the club, as you saw, you know, coming coming to the ground, and you know the clubs. The clubs very much built on a you know solid foundations. You know, we're not going to be one of them clubs who just chuck a load of money at it and try and get success for one or two seasons. Everything we do is um, sustainable, and you know, despite the, the departure of Scott, the club's desire to win leagues, cups, trophies has not changed. Um, in fact, to be honest with you, it's made me personally more determined to get the club into the football league, which is the aim. So a repeat of this situation doesn't happen again, you know, because I don't want to lose players to the management to football league clubs. And if hopefully if we're in the football league, we'll be offering as good as what they can and um, it won't happen. I know this is all wishful thinking and pie in the sky, but look, you've got to aim for the stars, haven't you? And obviously everyone's going to be talking probably about you and Sheppy at the start of the season, but it's, it's not going to be a two-horse race by any stretch of imagination. And I suppose all you will be focusing on is Chatham Town's results at the start of the campaign. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's all we do. And um, look, we look. It's a long season, you know, thirty-eight games. You know, so look, leagues are never going to be won and lost. You only start getting to you know February, March, then you can start maybe having one eye on it, you know. But until that time comes around, I, I'm not going to be looking at league tables and putting un, unnecessary pressure on um, myself, Larry, um, or a new manager, whoever it may be. And you obviously mentioned as well the FA Cup. I know it's like what ten days away now, but. It's such a strange thing that potentially one of your biggest games of the season happens so early. And I know you've got Eastbourne uh, United at home, but and then possibly Ashford. And it's all just, you know, that those games are massive. An FA Cup run would mean everything to you, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, it would. Um, we want to, you know, do well in the Vars and the FA Cup and all the domestic cups as well. Um, that, that That's down, you know, on, on the list to um, to achieve. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, to be honest with you, I know the FA Cup always comes early now. It's, it's just part and parcel of it. I've, I've even been involved with the FA Cup. has been the first game when you played the extra like, preliminary round, which I know we're in now. But at least we've had a week to do it and but we've had a pre-season. But it's one of the things, John, you just got to get on with it, really. It is important to the club. You know, an FA Cup run would be everything, um, as would a long bars run um, as well. So, yeah, it's it's important, but... You know, you just got to, you got to go with the cards you've been dealt with. I think there's going to be a lot more twists and turns with, you know, obviously um, COVID probably playing a part somewhere along the way. You just got to like whatever's trapped to us, we've got to um, respond to and react in the in the in the most positive way. Yeah, I think you kind of preempted my, my my final question there, but this time in 72 hours, your first game of the season will be will be over, and I guess all you're hoping is that we first of all get the season completed. But I bet you're just really really looking forward to it. Yeah, no, really, really exciting. Um, as is everyone else at the club. Um, it's just, it's an, as I said um, earlier, it's an exciting time to be around um, Chatham Town at the moment. We've made some great strides with with the youth, um, with uh, employing academy managers and also community managers as well. You know, we've got thirty five apprentices um, slash uh, scholars starting 
um, literally on Monday. So it's, it's really, really an exciting time, you know, um, for everyone involved at the club. Well, mate, it seems not too much is going to change, even if the man in the dugout has moved on. And some very interesting comments there, I thought, about how he doesn't want to change things, being happy with the style of play. And if it takes them having to do do it for the time being to keep that continuity, then that's what they're going to do. Very interesting. Yeah, it, it, I think it was a, a, an excellent and bold appointment when they took Scott Lindsay on. Um, I think I think he, he said in his statement that he turned down some non-league jobs in, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure some of them might well have been in the county. Uh, to carry on at Chatham. And when we saw Chatham, you know, a month or so ago, we went up there and the infrastructure and the, the feeling and atmosphere around the place it was a club on the on the go. He wasn't there, Scott Lindsay, that, that game, was he? We didn't see him, so I don't know for there. But, you know, it, it's a calling card. He's gone to Swindon. Um, Swindon had been a bit of a basket case, but seemed to be may have turned the corner a little bit. It's a, it's a good role for him. Um, yeah, I think, you know, you know Chatham will will be disappointed he's gone. But I think, as he said in that interview, the infrastructure he's put in place um, will serve the club very well for the oncoming years. And um, I was thinking maybe when he left, I think, oh, is, you know, is that going to derail their promotion hopes? But um, yeah, Kevin Hake in that interview there sort of put me back on the tread that, you know, they very seem to be very grounded. They're not going to be getting too excited about um, what they can do. Of course, they want to be promoted and, I think everybody thinks they probably will at least be in the in the hunt for it. But yeah, very grounded. Um, and I think they should be in for a good season. And um, the players they've got there are easily good enough to, to win this division. And that was, I thought it was a, a, an excellent point that you made about if you bring in a new manager now, that manager is going to want to bring in some of his own players mm. and they don't want to disrupt what they've got. And, you know, it, it's no secret that Chatham are paying some of those players a, a fair whack of money. And obviously they don't want those players to move on because they've invested time in them and, and, and obviously the money as well. So does it make sense to, to not want to bring someone in who may upset the apple cart? And, you know, they know Carl, they know Kevin, neither of them are, are novices when it comes to this. So, maybe this is the, the, the way to do it. He, he said, you know, we're, we're in no rush. If the right man comes along, we'll go for it. So that suggests to me that they're not looking for someone, one of the usual faces who's already managing somewhere else in the county. They're looking for someone who will come in and buy into what's already there. And and that surely is, is a great opportunity for someone, whoever that someone may be, and whenever that someone comes along. Well, yeah, I suppose if they look at it, if they start badly in the season, it'll get a new manager in, but... If it, if they do well and it's 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 not um it's not broke they they'll continue where they are so yeah they don't, they haven't lost any of the players have they you know in some ways you know, as you mentioned there Scott Lindsay I wouldn't have thought was going to pinch half of the Chatham squad to go to Swindon so that helps in their sort of infrastructure um Cole Larriman worked at Arsenal those players knows how to treat players knows how to coach players so yeah I think um I'm more confident than they was well them doing well than I was when Scott Lindsay left but they've taken it in their stride great statement to wish him the best as well so um, if things go wrong at Swindon I'm sure Scott Lindsay will be welcomed open arms back to, to to Chatham as well so yeah but yeah it's um, disappointing for Chatham good for Scott Lindsay but I think in the wrong one Chatham have still got a, are a stronger club than they were when Scott Lindsay joined what two and a bit years ago yeah and that Jack Evans uh, tweet that I mentioned there, you know, he was very positive about about the impact that uh, that Scott Lindsay had had on him, and I thought it was interesting as well that um, Kevin Hake backed that up and and also had words of praise for the captain, who obviously they feel that he's in good, you know, he he's a, a good place and a good leader for them, and it's very interesting to to see that the, the tweet from Jack Evans on Twitter uh, just says back where he belongs after a very tough few years for him. On behalf of me and the boys, I'd like to thank the gaffer for everything. On a personal note, he made me fall back in love with football and we were all very lucky to have him in the first place. Gutted, but it's only right. And that, to me, suggests to me, what a captain, what a, what a way. That, and he's in this for the long haul. So it's not going to be one of those where players are going to be getting restless about it. I think that these players, that, that group of players that we saw play for Chatham in, in the final a few weeks ago, they want to be part of making Chatham get back to where they feel they belong. Whether that is, as Kevin Hake says, the Football League, possibly that's a little bit ambitious, but certainly a couple of levels above where they are. And, and everything that they've done it the right way, they've done it from the ground upwards and they've taken their time 
to to settle it, to get it all right, build the squad, get the stadium. I mean, the stadium's lovely for, for, for the level as well. And the same goes for Sheppard United as well. They've done exactly the same thing. And, and we're lucky to have clubs in the scaffold that are doing this. But, you know, it looks to me like these clubs, that, that ambition is not going anywhere. No, no, absolutely. I, you wouldn't have built that club up from what we saw and that, that you know, 6,000 people will be there on that the game against Sheppey to, 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 to not, to, they want to take it to the next level, you know, the infrastructure there, what are they, a Ryman Premier League club, could even get a Conference South one day and if they carry on the growth they've got, so yeah, I think uh, good times will be had, but we have to say congratulations to Scott Lindsay and I'll be looking out for Swindon's, I'll be looking out for Swindon's results, see how they get on. Absolutely, yes, uh, as we mentioned there, Chatham start the 21-22 season with a tricky little trip to deal one of several teams who will be looking to upset the apple cart this year. A week or so ago, they generously hosted a smaller club from just down the road for a friendly. Although Dover Athletic managed to beat them that night, head coach Steve King was in a positive mood when he spoke to Matt after that game. Yeah, brilliant. Obviously, uh, played Dover tonight, big crowd, Chatham at home first game. That's going to be another decent crowd. It's just nice to have everybody back, back to some normality. We've really enjoyed pre-season. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's good. Let's just hope we have no... Uh, disruptions between now and then and we can get going um, in a couple well in 10 days time now is that a concern over the season there are going to be disruptions going into it I don't know, isolation with players is that going to be a concern for a lot of clubs do you think I think obviously until the isolation rules change I think 16th of August it is because close contacts people are getting pinged it's obviously all over the media hopefully once we get to the point where it's only people who have got COVID have got to isolate and obviously all the younger boys will be double vaccinated by then. I'm hoping that obviously once we get into September, October, we'll be okay. But obviously the first couple of weeks are worried. Tonight we haven't used the changing rooms at all during half time purely because if one of the boys gets it and we're all in there, the whole squad's got to isolate for 10 days and that'll take us to the Friday before Chatham. So we just, we just can't risk it. So it's not ideal for us, but we as a club, we're trying to do everything sensibly uh, to limit the risk. Yeah. First game of the season probably couldn't come any harder. Everybody's tipping the Chatham to win the league. Yeah, I'd, we were we're quite happy with it to come out. To be honest, you, you've got to play these big sides. I think because of the Vars runs we've had, we don't fear these games. I mean, they're a quality side. Um, they they're probably likely to win the league between them and Sheppey. We'd imagine. I think Glebe as well. Um, but you've got to play them first game of the season here. We're difficult to beat here. I mean, we've shown tonight against the Conference National side that we're not easy to break down. Um, and I mean, we're we're really looking forward to it. No one's going to expect us to win on the day, so suits us really. Um, Ex- expectations. I think probably ask this question every season for Deal, where you are. You know, you had a good run in the Vars. You did, you know, last season, good run in the FA Cup as well. If I said to you, where do you, what's your aims and ambitions? Where are they? Well, our, our record finish, I think, since we've been at the club is seventh. Um, so it'd be nice to beat that. We've got a strong squad. We've done well pre-season. They're getting older. Our younger players now are getting 23, 24. So they, they've got to start stepping up. But it is hard, so hard to tell because we don't know what other clubs are doing. Obviously, we know about, everyone knows about Chatham and Sheppey. Tunbridge Wells have been up there. But obviously, we've lost Beckenhams. We've lost is, is, it, is it haves and have-nots in this league, would you say? Well, yeah, look, let's be honest. Money comes into it. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, there's no line about that. There's some sides that have got more than others. But also, I think a lot of sides can match each other on their day and we, we, we're looking at it trying to finish as hard as we can I'm not going to put a position on it because I know I'll talk to you during the season I'm not going to give you one to come back on me but um, we want to finish as hard as we can and, and that's our aim do you know what I mean we've done well pre-season we played two Ryman South sides in Hive and Whitstable and haven't lost in either of those games I think we've given a decent account of ourselves against a near full strength overside at the minute um, and the sides we've played from lower leagues we, we've won comfortably and scored goals so we're in a good position but we're not getting carried away um, we've got a really tough start I think our first month we're playing Hollands and Blair Tunbridge Wells FA Cup as well against Southall you've, you've beaten them recently yeah beat them in the Vars but we've got Chatter South are a good side from the combined counties. So that first month's going to be really tough, but that's what we want. I mean, you know me, I love it. We want these big games. I mean, we want to be tested. We will be challenged. Um, and anybody who knows about this football club in the last three or four years, we'll never roll over. Um, but we'll, I mean, if 10 games in, we can be in the top four or five, then that's set our ambitions. But top half, definitely. If we can beat seventh, that'll be ideal. And if we can go higher than that, who knows? 
how excited are you? You know, you, you'll be buzzing. It's ten days to go. Yeah, it'll take you off the clouds, isn't it? By the time the season starts. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, I love being here. I love the club. I love being involved in it. Uh, we've got a great setup. Love nights like tonight. I don't know what we've had. Four hundred in here or about six hundred. Oh, six hundred. Yeah. I mean, six hundred in that. And I said to the boys before the game, I said, as a club, that's what we want to strive for. If we can at some point get in a title challenge over the next couple of years, we'll get crowds like that. Maybe not six hundred, but we'll get two, three, four hundred every week, and that's where we want to go because everything else is set up. Do you know what I mean? The ground's great. Do you know what I mean? Pitch is decent. Do you know what I mean? We've got everything. So we want more nights like tonight. And I'll do everything I can at this football club to, obviously, along with the other people, with Dale and everybody else who works with us, to, to push it on as, as far as we can within our means. But we'll never look to stand still. We've got listeners. We know we big up the Scaffold League. Give us five reasons why people should, or a couple of reasons why people should watch the Scaffold no, I think, first of all, it's a, I think people will be surprised at standard football. I think it's decent standard football. I think it's competitive. Um, and as a football fan, you can have a beer outside. You can chat to the players. You can chat to people. It's accessible. Um, and I think that at most scaffold clubs, you'll have a good afternoon out. Certainly, I don't, I don't think anyone ever comes down here and thinks I've had a poor afternoon. Hospitality is great. Football's usually pretty good. So it'd be nice to see if the scaffold crowds could really pick up. I think Chatham and Sheppey led the way on that last year. Sort of like crowds of eight, nine hundred thousand. I think it's a really good league um, and we enjoy being involved in it. Now, funnily enough, Matt, as I listened to that interview, a picture of Kingy enjoying himself at Goodwood Races appeared on my Facebook feed. Uh, but as always, he's positive about their chance. He's not over the top. He's not being overconfident, just aiming to keep on improving. And they are one of a few clubs, I'm sure, who know that if they can bide their time over the next couple of years, they can certainly get themselves in the mix at the top of the scaffold. Yeah, they've got a very... Um, the squad hasn't really changed that much over the last uh, few years. A lot of, I think a lot of, you know... Derek Hares and Steve King, the way they treat their players, players keep coming back, you know, probably could go to a different level, you know, sides around the area, but like what Deal are doing, um, keeping a solid structure. Um, for what about Deal, you know, I don't think maybe they're going to be one of the top sides. I don't think they're going to be challenging for the title. I don't know if it's me. Do you think Deal are more of a cup side? Probably going back to that Vars back in 2000, you think they're from there, but the results in the cup over the last few years have been good. So, we know they've got it in the locker that to, to, to win matches and raise their game. So, again, work in progress. Um, they're never going to have... They're always going to be very organised, very well drilled under Steve King. So, yeah, it should be an interesting season for them. But, you know, a chance for them to put down a marker against Chatham on, on Saturday, which will be a cracking game, I have to say. And, but, uh, yeah, I expect Deal to be top eight, I would have thought, John, do you? I'd, I'd say so. I think that's a very realistic ambition uh, from Steve King to say, you know, we finished seventh. That's the highest we've been. We'd like to get there or better that. And I think, I think that's fair. You know, it's 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 a tough place to go. Although, as um, Kevin Hakes said, it's a nice place to play football. So teams like going there for for that aspect. But deal. It's interesting you say about how they keep their players. And I think the location thing that very much works against Dover actually works in Deal's favour because there's not a lot of other teams at that level in and around them with that close. So they've got the pick of players at that level of football all around that area. And I think that that, that actually plays into, into their hands as opposed to Dover, which we all know is the back end of nowhere for National League standard players. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah no, no. And I think Steve King being a school teacher, he's got, I, don't know, I know, I think he's worked at Kent FA in sort of Kent schools. He, you know, he knows a player. And if they're any, if they've got a bit of talent in the deal Dover area, and of course it's it's a big leap up to play national league from the scaffold, he will harness those players and, and think they can do a job. And again, I think got linked with Dover Academy, players can come in on loan from that sort of thing. I think yeah, it's it's it's, it's it, they've got the pick of the best players, and it's a good it's a lovely ground, old child ground. It's a good, always friendly place to go. And you know they're not one of these clubs who you know look at us, look at this, that they're friendly towards people and. I don't think anybody has a bad word to say against them. And again, the scaffold is such an interesting league. You know, they could cause they could cause a shock against. Well, from the outside, cause a shock against Chatham on Saturday. But inwards, they will say, "Yeah, we've got that. We know how we can perform." So it'll be an interesting game at the weekend. Yeah, and you say no one seems to dislike Deal. I don't think anyone, and I think it would be absolutely impossible to dislike Steve King as well, who whose infectious enthusiasm shows no signs of abating, does it? No, no, he, he's a good lad, King. You know. He, He's either he's hollering from the stands or whatever from that. He just loves football and being heavily involved in football is, 
it's his life and you know deal are very lucky to have him to, to what he wants to do there and him and Derek Hares are maybe a bit like chalk and cheese but sometimes that really works yeah it should be an absolutely cracking game at the Charles Ground on Saturday so if you are in the area I'd really try and get along to that one uh, in other news this week that in 2021 shouldn't be news uh, Sheppard United defender Jamal Howlett Mundell revealed to his teammates and the public that he is bisexual uh, in this day and age I really don't think this needs to be news but sadly, it is. In an interview with Sheppy's website, the 24-year-old said, I'm not the type of person to reveal large parts of my personal life and usually keep myself to myself. I certainly felt it was the right time to be honest with myself and my loved ones. And by being open about my sexuality, maybe it will give others the confidence to follow suit. I'm overwhelmed by the support I've received from my teammates and the staff here at Sheppy United since I told them the news. The club have been great in supporting me. and I look forward to having a great season with them as we look to start our promotion push at the weekend. Uh, lots of positive comments for Jamal on social media after the news. And long may that continue because we've seen, sadly, over the last month that it continues to be a vile place on social media at times. Uh, but fair play to him for coming out in this manner. As we've already said, it's astonishing that this has to be news in this day and age, but it's great that a young man and a very talented centre-back to boot has made this positive step. And and I really mean this in the nicest possible terms. Let's hope it's all forgotten about very quickly and he's able to focus on his football. Yeah, Matt? Yeah. It shouldn't be news, as you said, John, really. So people can be who they want to be in life, but Unfortunately, you know, people, what he does is his business. So fair play to him. He's come out from that. It was a nice video I think Sheppy put on there. The players applauding what he's done. So I don't think we need to mention it, John, because, what you know, you can be whatever you want in this world. So um, it's probably a sad state of affairs that, you, that, that, that this is news in some ways, because really it's not news. It's, it's his, but um, he wants to share it with the world. But it's up to him. So, yeah, but I don't understand what... It, why it's, you know, it's it, the thing is, it doesn't make any game, difference his ability as a footballer, does it? No, and that's, exactly. it and that's the overriding no. thing. That's why it's not news. But obviously, no, yeah. it's been about this week. It's been a big story, and, and we thought we'd discuss it. But we won't yeah, be discussing yeah, it again because that's but, that. yeah, you know, it's, it's not going to yeah affect his abilities on the pitch, is it? So it certainly isn't. Right then, Matt, it's time to nail your colours to the mast. I want from you who's going to be the top three in the scaffold, who's your outside bet to be near the top of the table, and who do you think will be battling the drop? I'll go with Chatham. Well, I don't talk about Sheppy because Sheppy lost a few players, didn't they? You text. I don't know what the reasoning was behind that. It was just moved to other clubs when they joined. Yeah, they just they lost, they lost a few players, but they've they've strengthened and signed some very good players as well. The winger Torian Roberts certainly looks to be a, a, quite a capture. He's come from the uh, the level above and and scored some good goals in pre-season. They they've really picked up some some good signs, but other players have moved on. That happens in football. Robin Rafula's moved on. One one of them. They've obviously lost Danny Leonard. Um, to Dartford, but it's just, it's one of those, where's I think, Mifula? They, where's Mifula gone? I don't, I don't know where he's actually gone, I just know he hasn't, um, yeah. he hasn't signed on for Chatham, uh, for Sheppey this year, but, you know, it, it's one of those things, it's football, and, and as always with football fans, it was all doom and gloom when they started seeing the players were leaving, but they've, they've gone and strengthened again, and they've put in some solid performances in pre-season, so there's no reason why they won't be challenging, I don't think. No, no, I think they will be up there, just, Few players, wouldn't a few Sheppy fans a bit concerned that players had gone in some sort of way? But maybe you know, luckily for the for the management team there, they you know they've seen their players over the last six weeks or so. Well, in that in that tournament, maybe right, that was a good idea. Right, we need to strengthen here. We can let players go there. So yeah, you know they've been up there and and the support they'll get. I expect, like everybody else, probably you're thinking that Chatham and Sheppy are going to be the main sides challenging for the title. I'm hearing good things about Glebe. Glebe has spent a bit, and they've still got Jamie Philpott, I think, up top. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. And he's a machine at this level, or any level level levels above. So, yeah, from, from the reports I gather, Glebe will be one of the sides up there. I know Gary Alexander's no longer the manager, um, the experienced Millwall man, but I, I think maybe Glebe are going to be up there. And Tunbridge Wells, good season they had last season, Tunbridge Wells, isn't it? So they, I think they had a good start, um, solid outfit, doing well at that time of the season. So, yeah. That, the normal, um, the sides you expect around to be around there. I, I think Deal will bloody a few noses. Um, probably Erith and Belvedere, John, another one who might be a side that can attract players from the London area um, and always difficult to, to beat and, and tough places to go. So, yeah, it's an interesting season again. We mentioned our mate Chippy at Punjab have signed a few players. They know this level over the last few seasons now they've grown into it a difficult couple of early seasons didn't they struggled a bit but again 
one of the good things. If you can start well, it builds confidence in this division. So games come thicker fast as well. So we'll probably know by the end of August who's going to be up there because the games are coming. So for these sides, but looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I think you're pretty much on the money there, um, Glebe. I think we're going to put the cat amongst the pigeons near the top. Their, their new manager is Harry Hudson. Uh, very experienced, has been uh, at Whiteleaf, obviously, who've, who've unfortunately had to pull out of their league. And he's dropped down and he's brought a lot of players with him that he knows. So I think they're going to be a real threat. And I think everything Belvedere, uh, Matt, you, you mentioned them. I think they're going to be a, a, a good shout to, to upset a few people. And do you know what? Irith Town as well. They've had some good results in pre-season. They've got some good players, a bit of consistency there as well. So I wouldn't rule them out um, of, of having a, a, a good season. And I suppose as well, another team we should mention, what about Kennington? They've drawn 3-3 at Ashford in pre-season. They've, had, they've keep signing some good players. And who's to say they're not going to upset a few people on, on, on their first season back at this level? Yeah, I suppose the momentum they've got, you know, confidence when we've spoken to the manager as well about what they can do. Um, yeah, I, the players again, I think we saw with Punjab, Punjab, you know, kept loyal to the players, I think, in the first season. If they can get that momentum, is there a big, is there a big gap from the Premier Division to the to the first division? It'd be interesting to see. I'm sure Kennington will try and bridge that gap. Um, I'm sure it's going to be tough some of these sides to compete with the Chathams and Sheppies, but we know that the, the level involved of the organisation of these sides will, they won't go a, a stone unturned to be successful. So interesting times ahead. Absolutely. This weekend then, the opening fixtures in the Premier Division. Uh, Beersted against Glebe, Canterbury against Tower Hamlets, Crowborough Athletic against Wellingtown, Deal Town against Chatham Town, as we've heard. Irith and Belvedere at home to Hollands and Blair. Irith Town meet Lordswood. It's Fisher against Rustall. K Sports host Holmesdale. Punjab United against take on Kennington and it's Tunbridge Wells against Sheppey United. Uh, midweek fixtures as well. Monday, K-Sports against Tunbridge Wells. Then on Tuesday, Beersted against Crowborough. Half seven kickoff. It's Chatham against Canterbury. Fisher against Wellington. Glebe against Sirith Town. Kennington against Sheppey United. Lordswood against Deal Town. And Punjab United against Hollands and Blair. And then on Wednesday night, Rustall at home to Holmesdale and Tower Hamlets take on Irith and Belvedere. Another team actually that we didn't mention there. Um, K-Sports, Matt. What, what do you think of their chance? I haven't seen Many signings that they've made, but in Darren Hare as their assistant manager, they've they've got a, a good football man there. And and again, there it's not going to be a place that's going to be easy to go. And and at times maybe K Sports people have looked at it and thought, well, we, they should be beatable. But I think Darren Hare's going to add a bit of steel to them with Barry yeah, Morgan. Uh, yeah, I think um, you know, nice facilities at the ground. Um, yeah, Darren Hare. I'm surprised you know I think stepped back from full time football. You know, could have gone back to Dover probably, really, um, on that basis. Now Dover out full-time. Um, yeah, I think he very, very wise coach. Um, great challenge for him. Uh, K-Sport's probably not one of the, the bigger sides in that division, but what he'll do, he'll make the sides better, the players better, by the quality training they'll get. Yeah, I think I'm not expecting them to be um, one amongst the challengers, but I'm sure um, like, a bit like the likes of the deals and these sides, and the Punjabs will see these sides. You can bloody the nose of some of the big boys if they're up for the fight. So, yeah, look forward to that. How many, is it two going down, isn't it? Isn't it? Four coming up. No, it's not. Okay. They've changed that now. I think it's I think it's one definitely going down, but then there's a pl- there's playoffs in the league. Oh, so playoffs, two, yeah, yeah, it might yeah. be two down and two up. So, yeah. uh, be interesting to see what happens yeah, it, uh, with that. It, 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 I, when I look at my phone at the weekend, I'm sure when the results come through, I think, blimey, that's a... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, you know, going. Well, that's a bit of a surprise. Or not surprised there, but that's what you love about the scaffold. And hopefully, I presume the scaffold will be doing their um, prediction league jumps. So I think I was doing quite well when I. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. I mean, imagine that will be starting in time Saturday. So we, if we yeah, see yeah, it, we'll tweak it out. On that, nice and early. Yeah, absolutely. Right, into Division 1 then, uh, where 16 of the 20 teams start their campaigns this weekend, with six new teams in the league. It's pretty much anybody's guess who's going to be there or thereabouts. Uh, annual reminder that we give proper coverage to teams with Kemp postcodes, but I'm no longer going to pretend that fixtures between two clubs outside the county don't exist, even though the grounds of newcomers Chessington and Hook and Westside are so far away from Kent that even I live closer. Uh, to the county border. Uh, but a couple of teams to watch out for, I would say. One of the new boys, Larkfield and New Hythe Wanderers, who we spoke to at the back end of last season, who I think have recruited exceptionally well. And not just because they've tagged us in every player announcement on Twitter. Uh, I think Snodland Town have got some potential to do well. Uh, anyone stand out for you, Matt? Faversham Strike Force is a great name, isn't it? Um, <laughs> don't know much about them. Lidtown, I saw my mate Bradley, good friend of mine. 
the nephew of one of my good friend, one of my best friends. He's back there, so we'll always keep an eye out for them. Um, yeah, Snodland, I think a little bit there. West side, West side, West side. Is that LEG? Yeah, well, actually, Westside apparently are a, a, a Christian-based club, so I discovered. They currently play at Collier's Woods Ground, which is right up the A3 uh, in, in London, virtually not far from Stamford Bridge. That's how far away that is. I've driven past it several times. Um, but, yeah, interest, they're an interesting uh, interesting conundrum. And I suppose we should also say, uh, in what was played last season, SC Thamesmead finished top, and Rochester yeah. United were, were, were yeah, there or yeah. thereabouts, and they will have learned a lot from the, from the post-lockdown tournament that they played in. But, you know, it literally, I think, it's wide open that there's no there's no one team you look at that and think they're going to win that and I think that's a, a nice way for it to start goals I'm just thinking a lot of goals in this division so yeah yeah just yeah again look out for these players yeah you know the sides we've been on yeah the Lids the Snodlands the Rochesters you know good Kentish boys aren't they so um, we'll see how it goes yeah we don't we, we, we won't be supporting Chessington or Croydon are we really to <laughs> No, uh, that leaves us. Bride and Rome. Is that, is that, is that, where are they? I think they're based just inside London. Yeah, so well, we'll right, still London, mention London, them. So, so. Um, that leaves us then with the Combined Counties League. Yes, do not adjust your earphones. We are talking about the Combined Counties League this season. Well, one team in it anyway. Uh, when the league allocations were announced a couple of months ago, one notable absentee from the Scaffold lineup were Beckenham Town. In the four seasons we've been doing this show, they've been consistently in and around the top of the Scaffold Premier Division. They were fourth in 2018, fifth in 2019. They're actually top when the 1920 season ended and fifth in last season's curtail campaign. So they head to Pastures New Hoping for more of the same as they move to the Combined Counties League Premier Division South. Because uh, they've got a new, a new league at that level under the Combined Counties League banner. Uh, anyway, we've been trying to get for a while to get a Beckenham guest on the show. And with thanks to Phil from their social media team, we have managed it. Series Beck's assistant boss, Billy Walton. And the first thing I asked him in our chat was how he felt when they heard they were being moved across. I was a bit, a bit excited, really, to be honest with you. Um... I, I just thought it was just like as if we got promoted and we're going into a totally different uh, different league. Uh, so I was I was quite um, looking forward to it, me personally. I don't know how all the other people at the club were, but I was certainly one for um, new venture, new teams, new grounds. Uh, I think I've only been to two of them. I've quite possibly been to Redio and Crawley Dan Gatwick. Uh, maybe Collier's Wood as well. Um, but the rest of them, uh, I don't know what they're like or what their brands are like or anything like that. So I was, I'm quite excited about it, to be honest with you. I suppose for you as a club, it, it's an opportunity, isn't it? Because you're going to go there and, and while they're all going to be unknown to you, you're an unknown quantity to them as well. Yeah, certainly. Certainly, John. Um, as I say, you know, they won't know nothing about us um, and we, we won't know hardly anything about them, so to speak. Um Obviously, we know a little bit about certain teams, but I say it's, it's all a new venture for us, to be honest with you. And I suppose where the travelling's concerned, it's, it's probably not too much different for, for you going to some of these places over in Surrey than it is going down to a deal or something, is it? No, it's roughly, I think it works out roughly about the same when we when we sort of work out the, the travelling we have to do. So, um, Beckenham as a club is on, on the borders of, you know, once you get to Croydon, which is two minutes from Beckenham, um, you're out onto Junction Six, and you're, you know, you're there really. To be honest with you, uh, as you say, travelling to deal is um, uh, and team Canterbury and Sheppey and things like that. You know, their journeys in it hour for us, hour and a bit. You've obviously been up there or thereabouts over the last few years in the Scaffold as well, and I guess the the aim for you is that this stay in the Combined Counties League is isn't a long one. <laughs> exactly, John. Yeah. We'd like to make it one season if we can. Um, as I say, it's a new challenge. We don't know what we're going into, uh, but we'd like to make it a one a one year challenge uh, and get up to where we um, we generally think we belong. Really, um, we think we belong in, in in the Ryman League. So we've got to work hard and uh, make sure we get out of it as soon as soon as possible. And you start off on, on Saturday, one o'clock kickoff against a team who've never lost a, a, a league game in, in their whole existence against Jersey Bulls. It's going to be an interesting game, that one. It'll be very good. Very good. Uh, I hope that we get a good crowd there. I hope, you know, looking at it, um, fixture-wise for people in Kent and 
the surrounding areas uh, of London. I think it's you know the, the the biggest game of the day in terms of that that level. Um, yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to it. You know, that, as you say, they, they've got a very good record, um, but we we you know we we think we're a good side. So looking forward to it. There's sort of games that you want to be involved in week in week out, not just once every three or four weeks. You, you want to play these sort of games week in week out. I know I do. I, I love being involved in in the, the so-called big games. I really, me week at work goes really quick. I, I look forward to it. Um, and I think the players, you know, they, so I say to them, you know, you want to be involved in these sort of games every single week, you know, playing top, top sides every week and pitting your wits against all the good players and managers and coaches and just go and enjoy it. So, um, yes, it's a, it's a good game for us to kick off with. I guess you'll also be looking forward to the return trip as well to, to Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I've already looked up a couple of nice restaurants um, that I've seen, the Michelin-style restaurant on the beach. So it'd be nice to go there in sort of like late August, a, a return, quick return journey uh, in September. So we can uh, have two or three days there. I'd make it into a little holiday. I'm sure some of the other people would. Uh, so, but yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? I mean, it's to be a lovely place to, for that level of football to, to actually, you know, knowing you're going to get on a plane and um, and then go uh, to a, another sort of like country. I know they're English, but uh, to another island uh, and play a game of football, which is, which is fantastic. Squad-wise, you, you've kept most of the players that you had last year, but you've made some, some really promising additions as well, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I think we've, um, most probably be the strongest we've been since I've been at the club. Um in terms of player recruitment and holding the players that we had uh, and bringing along some, some, some up and coming young, young lads as well, um, that we've signed as well. So we got a mixture of, uh, very experienced players, uh, and some up and coming youngsters that, uh, are really impressing us at the moment. So squad's looking really good. It's really, really, really looking good. So hopefully, John, we can, um, we can play as well as we've done. Pre-season's gone really, really well. Uh, we've put in some really good performances against big sides. If we play like that, I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, if we don't, uh, we'll get um, we'll get beat. Simple as that. And obviously, it comes thick and fast, doesn't it? At the start of the season, you, you go from from the game against Jersey, and you've got the FA Cup, and you've got another team in in your new league. So I guess that is a bit of a strange one for you as well. Yeah, there, there again. Um, I think we played them actually uh, two years ago um, in the FA Cup. Uh, we, we went there. They took us to a replay, and we won the replay, uh, and that went to extra time. So yeah, all them games, John. We went to CB Hounslow um, as well a couple of years ago in the FA Vars, and Ryan Hall got a ninety-seventh minute equaliser. And we was quite easy getting knocked out, you know, and um, and when we went on and won it in extra time. But, you know, they weren't doing really very good at the time and they were struggling. But they, you know, they took us all the way. And um, say it weren't for Ryan Hall getting a 30-yard volley at the time in a 97th minute, um, we'd have been knocked out. So you, you don't know what you're going to come across, do you? In a case of cup game and everyone just throws a kitchen sink at it and you don't know what you're going to get. So... I just want to go there and uh, try and get us through to as many rounds as possible because the revenue all helps, John. Yeah. Uh, we've spoken about your, your excitement of being in, in the combined counties. What, what are you going to miss about the scaffold? Uh, everything, really. The people, the teams, the grounds. And we've got some really good friends in uh, in the scaffold league. You know, some really good friends. You know, me personally, I... I've got some good good friends, Simon Al- Alzi, Sean um, at uh, Crowborough. Uh, we always have a lovely, lovely time uh, when we play down at Dill. Yeah, you know, and uh, all the local teams that we've got around us. So, yeah, I'll, I'll miss, uh, I won't miss the, <laughs> the, the, the local derbies, that's for sure, you know, because every, every time we seem to... Um, Every week we seem to play a big game. If it ain't Sheppey, Chatham, Sheppey, Tunbridge Wells or Honours and Blair, it's like, you know, a local derby, Glebe, Wellington, here from Belvedere, Fisher, Croydon, Ballam. You seem to play a, a difficult game every week. So 
hoping that um, the combined buying counties will give us a little bit more breathing space. And just finally, you said it earlier, but but the aim obviously for this season is is to get promoted. There's obviously going to be a playoff place as well, so there's two places up for grabs there, and and, and you want to get in one of them. Oh, without a doubt, John. That's why we do it. You know, it's why why we do it. We want to um, we want to get out of the league as quick as possible. We was we've been close, very very close, as you know, when the league got um, none and voided eighteen months ago. We was in a very, very strong position going into the last eight games, and um, don't ask me why that they didn't. Uh, we didn't get promoted because um, they, they, you know, they gone back to it. They used that that season, and they used the ten or twelve games from last season and combined them. And um, Corinthians got promoted on on that strength. Um, but yeah, we was we was very disappointed. It took a long time to get over it, and um, but we're over it now, and we got a new venture, and hopefully we can we can get into this league and, and finish in the top two. You know, uh, hopefully the first um, this season, and and get out of it and look for a challenge in, in the um, in the Ryman League, which everyone's at the club striving for. Well, Matt, there's another brilliant interviewee for us to add to our list. Very passionate and confident of a good season for his club. I have to say, probably some of the, the Chathams and the Sheppies were probably quite relieved that Beckenham um, have moved sideways, if you can call it a sideways move, um, because, you know, they've been successful over the last couple of years. What you said there, they nearly picked Corinthians in the title, thought they should have been promoted. So, and it'll be interesting to see, we think the Scaffold is probably one of the best leagues at this particular level across the country. The, the, the way the sides have competed in the various competitions, we've seen Corinthian, we've done see Deal doing well in the in the, in the in the Vars and beating sides from similar levels. I'm sure that it'll be interesting to see if Beckenham can go through that division pretty quickly. Tough game against the Jersey side who don't know how to lose, but I'm sure Beckenham will try and put down a mark. And if they get a result against Jersey, sides will look around them. But I'm sure they'll go into that division along with Jersey, as being one of the favourites to get promoted. Yeah, I think I think they will be. And, and I think you, t- you touched on it a bit there where you said, you know, we always think the Skeffles are a strong division. And I th- and we've seen a lot of our teams have played clubs from the Combined Counties League in, in the Cups and everything. And, and most of the time, we tend to get a positive result. So I think, you know, it's a real opportunity for Beckenham. And, and, and like you say, they would have been there or thereabouts again. So that's one team less at the top of the scaffold. But they go into it. And, and it was interesting. I, I had a chat with him off the record as well, Billy. And he said to me, it's interesting because sometimes when you know these teams, you can get het up on going and overwatching them and working out how they play and, and bits and pieces like that. Whereas here, they're moving into a new league. They don't know anyone. No one knows them. And is that something they're going to take advantage of? And, and, I, and I think and expect that they probably will. And, you know, it, it, it seems like a nice place to go and watch football. I understand they've got a good pitch up there. So it's, it's on my list of places that I want to go to, I, th- I think, over the course of the season. And, and I really, really, really wish them well. And, of course, we will be mentioning them on the show. And, and, and I hope we'll be able to speak to them again at some point during the season. Why, why have they? Is it just to fit sides in? Well, I think it's because of the, the, the geography of it all, really. I mean, obviously, they promoted three teams into the Scaffold uh, Premier Division. And then when it came to it, there that, that was too many for, for the division at that level. So someone had to go. I, I, I would have expected it to be uh, Crowborough might have been looking at, yeah, yeah. at being moved. But I think Beckenham, um, Ballam and AFC Croydon all made the move across. And um, as I said to, to him there, when you look at the distances apart from obviously Jersey, the places that they're going aren't necessarily further than the places they have been going in the scaffold. I think their nearest trip is still only six miles down the road. So f- for them, you know, it, it's quite nice. And, and he also made the point of, you know, every game was a big derby game in the scaffold. Is it going to be the same for them in the Combined Counties League when they're playing Fleet Town or Red Hill or or, or some or Hawley Town or someone like that? So that does give them a, a, a different side, side of things. And I, and I think... In some ways, there will be pressure on them to do really, really well. But in other ways, I think the pressure's off them slightly. Yeah. It's, I don't know how you... I presume, again, how you approach that. I say you look at it, it's different grounds you can go to and things like that. Um, but yeah, I presume it's just like, really, you can say to the guys, really, you know, we've, it's like a promotion. We go to different leagues. If we do well, we will go up. 
maybe they've got a better chance. But they could have appealed this, couldn't they? I presume they could have done. I, I don't think they were upset about the move. No, exactly. Because I think, yeah. you know, if you got that opportunity, and, and especially after the two years we've had where it's been the same teams all the time, why not? If you've got the opportunity to go and play against a load of different teams, why not grasp it with both hands? Yeah, I, I think they're probably quite happy with this. And does it give them a better chance for promotion when you've got the so-called bigger spenders in in the division? Maybe, maybe yes. So I think um, I expect them to be there or thereabouts. Um, and fingers crossed that from from a from a Kent non-league podcast point of view, they can get promoted and show how, and it shows the, the scaffolding great great position as well. How strong the football is in this area. All right, for a laugh then. <laughs> Apart from the teams we've already mentioned, can you name me two teams in the Premier Division South of the Combined Counties League? Epsom and Yule. Are they there? Nope. Good guess though. I like, yeah, I like, I like the guess. Um, I'm trying to think of... Um... I would have struggled. Like, so say something like Woking. There's something close to Woking. Shearwater, that's near Woking. Yeah, yeah, it's one of these places, yeah. Must be we must have teams have come across that we love talking about. What 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 is the craziest name in there? Uh well Rains Park Vale. That we we always come up against them yeah, don't yeah. We, in, in the cups and stuff. Badshot Lee, uh yeah, Collierswood yeah. United, Shearwater, yeah. I suppose. Um and of course I've just discovered um that you've got Frimley Green, isn't that where the darts used to be? The, the, uh, the, that, the you know the the BDO, the Tim Pot Darts. That's by Canberra, isn't it? Frimley Green? No, no, that was that was Lakeside. Lakeside, Lakeside, yeah. But Frimley Green, you know, the darts when we were kids and stuff, 1986 to 2019 was in Frimley Green. So you know, that's a yeah, yeah, that's one to go and uh, to to go and make the most of. But yes, uh, the bullseyes or something. (laughs) You'd think so, wouldn't you? I'd really, I'd really like that. I can't find it straight away, but uh, yes. Yeah, so Frimley Green among the teams that Beckenham will be facing over the course of the season. Obviously, you'll hear all those names as the season goes on. But as we say, thank you to Beckenham for for coming on the show, and massive good luck to them uh, throughout the season. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Beckenham will do it all right. They would have been up. They would have been one of my contenders if they were still in the scaffold. So they're definitely going to be contenders in the in the combined counties. Of course, the rest of our teams continue their pre-season campaigns over the coming days and we'll discuss how they're all shaping up with, with when their big kickoffs come around. Uh, I have just noticed that Louis Collins has scored for Seven Oaks Town tonight uh, in their friendly, so I don't know if, if, if he's back there permanently. Uh, but in fairness, I am going to allow my co-host 30 seconds to talk about Dover Athletic before we move on. So how are things shaping up at Crabble? Um, yeah, we've got basically experienced old men at the back Youngsters in midfield, which I quite like. They've got good energy. The, the youngsters they've got the guy from Gillingham. Hanson I like. Bramble I like. So we'll have plenty of legs in the midfield and we're reliant on Miller to score. So um, it, it, I, sometimes I wake up saying, now we're going to be right fine, mate. We're going to surprise everybody. We're going to stand up. And sometimes I'm thinking we're going to be hammered and it's going to be a long, hard season. So, well, we shall um, see how it goes then. That's your 30 seconds, surely. It's insane. A lot could happen by then because I'm sure. It, Dover will be in for players, and a lot of players who are going to be released or not wanted by league clubs in the next week when they start. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it is what it is, isn't it? So, oh, you know, looking looking forward to the first game of the season against Solihull. That's what I can say. Excellent stuff. Have you been watching the Olympics? Yeah, it's it's been on. It's been on. Yeah, I watched the dive in the other day, which in the morning, which was good over me cornflakes, which was quite exciting. Uh, haven't watched much else. I quite like Taekwondo, isn't it? It's quite interesting that mm. the guy who the BBC who's in the studio was so knowledgeable. You, you know, I have to say that it gives you from there. Um, I like it when the athletics start. They must start Fridays. If Fridays, I do like yeah. athletics. Yeah, um, I, I think I think what's amazing about the I I, I love the Olympics and um I've, I've done it for a second here, but I actually was very privileged to go to the Beijing Olympics in 2008. So. Uh, I've had I've had that experience, and and when I see an Olympics in the Far East, it's making me very much uh, remember the the time that I had in Beijing. But it's just it's just something about the Olympics, and like the video of the swimmers' family all celebrating. That was amazing. That was doing the rounds there uh, on on Tuesday on social media, and and you know it's one of those things. The other day I was supposed to be going out to the shop, and I was just going to get some stuff, and I'm just walking out the out the front door, and I get an alert on my phone saying. 
Lauren Williams is going for gold in the Taekwondo final. So, well, I've got to go and watch the Taekwondo final then. And the rest of the time, you know, you don't pay any attention to these sports. But there is just something magical about the Olympics. And, and Team GB uh, are doing great. I've, I've enjoyed a couple of that nights this week. The, the triathlon started at like half past 10. So I got up and watched that. But what I will say about the triathlon is, you know, you and I, Matt, we've done our fair share of commentaries and bits and pieces. And, and I certainly am no expert in, in, in that field. I, I can get by but I'm not brilliant but the commentary on, on the triathlon especially the men's was just woeful they didn't seem to know what was going on right in front of them and the, the co-commentator who obviously her job is to provide a bit of color a bit of flair all she basically just had a list of stats in front of her and they'd mention an athlete and she'd go oh well in the in the last event they did this 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 and this and this and it was like I don't want stats I want you to tell me what's going on you know I want you to give me some color some some extra Information. I mean, if I heard once that uh, the guy who won the silver medal uh, for us in the triathlon won the previous event in Leeds, I heard it 150 times. They just, I know it's two hours. I know there's, you know, you, there's only a certain number of things to say, but just turn it in a bit was all I was thinking. Uh, have you missed it? Because I know there's been controversy about the BBC can only show two events, isn't there? Yeah, what? I've. I've I've, I've sort of missed that, but then I, I sort of haven't because, you know, I, I, I want to watch what where where the golds are where the medals are you know i'm not really bothered and i've finally kind of yeah i've kind of found it tough the, the last few days when the gymnastics has been on for hours because it's, it's such a long event you know i want to see the things that are short and sharp and sweet and, and get them done and, and everything like that so i'm not I really the athletics is classed as one event so they won't can they show bits and pieces yeah there? they should yeah they should be able to show that and i'm sure they will just focus wholly on the athletics unless there's a medal chance somewhere else mm-hmm. so um, but yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the athletics. I'll be, you know, we, we might do quite well in that. I think, and yeah, I do like, I do like the athletics, but it, it's a bit of a shame the time difference, though, because yeah, you know, but that, that, that's the how, that's, how dare though that host nation want to have stuff yeah, exactly. convenient for, right? Eh? Yeah, it's probably if we could sort of lunchtime would be an athletics final, so that probably be a little bit better. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I would say. I presume I have also been watching the hundred, John. I know you don't mention that, do you? I haven't watched I've the ball of it. I, I, as I said before, I quite like watching tele- cricket on terrestrial telly. And I was quite disappointed the other day when it was um, rained off and it was on the BBC. So um, I, 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 I have no, I, I've said this on social media several times. I've got no problem with the format. If they want to mess about with it and make it 100 balls, I've got no issues with that. The issue I have with it is that I am a Kent supporter and there is nothing there for me that my team are not in it. I'm being encouraged to support a team called the Oval Invincibles. I've got no interest in supporting a team called the Oval Invincibles. And part That's of the they lost their first game, so they weren't invincible. Did they? I, I, I don't know yeah, yeah. anything about yeah. it. I've not seen a ball of it, and I'm quite happy with that. But, you know, part of the thing for me with cricket, I went to school on the same road as the St. Lawrence Ground in Canterbury. I've spent so many happy days evenings afternoons at the st lawrence ground in canterbury watching kent i've been to watch kent all over the country i've been to watch kent play against sussex down here since i've moved down here and for me going to watch a game is part of it and they're taking that away from the people by making this city-based competition so i've not watched the ball of it i'm a massive cricket fan and I, i've not watched the ball and i don't intend to so you know i'm, I'm pleased that it's getting out there i'm pleased that people are enjoying it and, and I'm happy for everyone who is, but it's just not for me. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the razzmatazz you do get from it, people say they're enjoying it. If you did stick maybe a, a different, a, a T20 tournament on that is more localised, you'd probably get people watching it and it will be bigged up. So, you know. If, if ECB cared as much about the T20 Blast as they have done about this nonsense, then we wouldn't be having yeah, this, yeah. this thing in the first place. But anyway. well, and we should yeah, really yeah. talk about the Euros as well, because last time uh, we did a show, they, they just started or we were just getting towards the end of the group stage. Uh, a, a fantastic tournament, it, tarnished, of course, by uh, some of the scenes yes. at Wembley and, of course, the uh, the abuse suffered by the three players who, who missed their penalties. Um, you know, I mean... Uh, you can't any all the things they were saying were, were well out of order. You, you people should be able to freely say that Marcus Rashford's penalty was bloody terrible, um, because it yeah. was it was Simone Zazar esque the way he stood there for yeah. so long and and messed about with his run up and then hit the post, you know. But 
it it was a fantastic tournament and and you know the the scenes when England beat Germany uh and the the win against Ukraine and and, and the semi-final as well were were things that you know we we won't forget for a long time and I know you know it was emotional for a lot of people and you know we've seen an England team lead in a major final and if someone had said that to you when Graham Taylor's side had failed to qualify in 1994 you would never would have believed it would you no, no, it was it was it was a good tournament. And what about you? You watched a lot of games, John. Yes. Did you get did you get did you get too much football? Or did you you could watch more and more. I didn't actually. I, I I had it just about right to be honest. I I didn't really tend to when I was on days I was working. I didn't tend to watch the other games if that makes sense. I just focused on what I was doing, so I focused on my games. But yeah, I, I had some great games. I had uh, I did France against Switzerland, which was uh, quite something. Uh, I did the England game against Ukraine, which was which was really good. Um, Italy Austria was a, was a really good game as well, and Netherlands against Czech Republic. You know, I did I did I had the privilege of covering some really really good games, and I and I worked the final as well. So it was it was it was great fun, and I really really but enjoyed it. But the best team won, I think, across the yeah. whole tournament. Um, I did, and uh, my my uh, online banking account was very yes, very uh, pleased. Yes, I, I, did, I did have money before, and and you know, Kierlini is a defender, as you probably know. <laughs> I like the master of the dark arts, but it's right up my street. So, yeah. um, and uh, defenders like that is there, and Donnarumma, what a keeper as well. So yeah, if they want to come and play for Dover next season, I'll be well happy. Or play so play like Kierlini, be as tough as anything, and also be a little bit. Aggie, that's the way forward, I think. Exactly. Well, we'll better wrap this up because Love Island's about to start, so uh, I need to. Uh, uh, my what daughter's be heading off. So oh, blimey. Um, uh, programs. Have you got Apple TV? I, didn't know I had it. I have got it, but I haven't you watched it. I've heard about it. Everyone says it's amazing. So yeah, it's a good program. Unfortunately, because now my I didn't realise I had Apple TV. I think one of the kids got it free for a certain amount of time. It's going to end, but um, I've, I've watched the first series and the first thing, so it's, it's a little bit about football, little football jokes, but quite a good program. Ted Lasso, that's good. Yeah, absolutely right. So, well, that's the end of the first se- show of the fifth series of this yeah. absolute idiocy. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on social media uh, at Kent NL Podcast on Twitter on Facebook. Search for Kent Nonley Podcast. I am at John Phipps eighty one. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerald. We'd love to hear from you, uh, so do feel free to get in touch. Let us know. Uh, how your team, what your team's hopes are for the season ahead. We'd love to know if see all the uh, ambition that's floating around and, and all the positive th- ho- hopes, many of which will probably be crushed in about three weeks' time. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for we listening. Are, sorry, John, we are after a sponsor as well, even though yes, we are. We, sponsors might be interested. Yes, but yeah, if you, we'd love to have a sponsor for our fifth season. Uh, do get in touch with us on social media. Uh, there, our DMs on Twitter are open. Uh, just drop us a line and, and have a chat with us. We, we're not, we don't. It's not going to be six figures. Um, no. So you know, it's not just going to be two figures. Probably not. No, but feel free to have it a chat with us if you'd like. If you'd like us to give you a shout out on the show every week um, and uh, and bits and pieces like that, but have a chat with us. We'd be more than open to that. But thank you everybody uh, for listening to the show this week. Thank you to our our guests for joining us as well. It's good to be back, isn't it? We'll speak to you all next week on the Kent Only Podcast. I feel invigorated. Football is back. Enjoy it this weekend, everybody.